0: 18.7, somewhat the same thing. We woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must deeds be that offenses come, but but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. And I've often wondered what happens to the person that caused an offense. Sometimes there are are. Uh, Lies that people tell about us and that it becomes an offense, it becomes something that's hard for us to forgive. And I'll give you just a quick example of that, but I wanted to also cover another scripture found in Matthew, the 18th chapter, starting with the 23rd verse and going to the 35th. And you probably all know this story. So I'll not read all of that to you, but um, Jesus starts out, by saying that therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. You all know the story. How that he went to this one, one servant and uh, who owed a thousand talents according to one scripture. Another translation, a modern translation, said he owed a billion dollars. I'm not sure I know of a bank. I suppose they do. Uh, loan a billion dollars or a person would loan billion. a billion dollars that's a lot of money anyway you know the story how the servant fell on his knees said please forgive me I can't pay this because he was going to take his children he's going to take his wife going to throw him in prison and the guy begged that he would be forgiven of a billion dollar debt and the master forgave him can you believe that a billion dollars he forgave him but when the servant, after he'd been forgiven, he went out and he found some of his, one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, well, that's about, according to this same translation, about $20,000. Well, $20,000 probably isn't a drop in the bucket to a billion. I have a hard time uh, putting in my mind the, uh, what a billion dollars would really amount to. I know it's a lot, though. And you know the story how that the servant uh, fell on his knees and asked for forgiveness but the uh, the, uh, one who was trying to collect the guy had just been forgiven. He refused. Instead he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. Well you know the story how the servants other servants heard this the story and heard what this that had been forgiven so much what he actually did. He would not forgive a small, a very small amount comparatively. And uh, so they told the master. And the master says, you wicked servant. This is in verse 32. I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. Jesus went on to say, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. I had experience a few years ago. Um, In fact, it started when I was very young. My mother kept mentioning how her father had Physi- not physically, but had, had uh, vocally, verbally abused her. My mother became motherless at 12 years old. My grandmother died and when my mother was 12, and her father tried to raise these children. I'm not sure how this is going to work. Are we still okay? Her father tried to raise these two girls in a proper way, an appropriate way. And part of his his, uh, approach was to accuse them of things that they had never done. And uh, according to my mother, it didn't bother her sister, but it bothered her, that her dad would make assumptions and accuse her of doing things that she never did. She was 12 years old when this started. And uh, she never forgot that. Even as a little boy, I remember her saying something about her dad. And my my grandpa, uh, abusing her verbally and just making her feel bad. Well, as time went on and as the years rolled by, uh, I found that my mother was having physical problems. She had pain that just would not leave her. And uh, I understand that she had gone, my father told me that they had gone to different doctors and they tried and tried to find something that was causing The pain that she had, she'd have pain in one side at one time, another time it'd be in the other side, maybe it'd be in a a limb of right or left, and it just kept moving around. She went to several doctors, trying to find out what caused the pain. Nothing that they prescribed ever worked. And finally, my dad one time said, would you pray for your mother? And... uh, we, we were visiting them in, in Omaha and uh, Nebraska. And so my mother was in pain, in the bedroom and in, in pain, and so we went in and prayed for her, and the pain left. And uh, it was only a few weeks later at midnight, I got a call from my dad again. He said, would you pray for Mom? She's in terrible pain and can hardly stand it. So he put the phone... On the location of the pain, which was a different place this time, and uh, we prayed, and she was okay for a short time, for another week or two. I finally asked the Lord, what what would be causing her to have these pains? And uh, finally, the Lord said, "Well, it's because of unforgiveness. She's never forgiven her dad for what he did." Now, my mother was a Christian. In fact, she led all of us, myself and my brothers, to the Lord when we were very young, except Jesus as our Savior, but she carried this in her heart, and uh, I felt like the Lord wanted me to say something to my mother, and this is something I would like to to emphasize to each one of us that we have some responsibilities. I told the Lord I can't talk to my mother about unforgiveness. I mean, after all, she led me to the Lord. She's been in church. She's a pastor's wife for all these years, and she knows you. You can talk to her. The Holy Spirit's job is to convict the hearts of men, not Ray Phipps. um, But the Lord just kept putting it into my mind, you need to talk to your mom. And so I we were going to go to Omaha. This was months later, and uh, we had different calls and so forth. And and I asked my wife, I said, you know, I I said, I I have this feeling that I need to talk to my mother. I feel like the Lord is telling, and I don't want to talk to my mother about unforgiveness. You know? And I said, Would you go with me? Will you be with me? And, of course, my wife uh, said, sure, I'll, I'll be with you. But anyway, we got down to my father, uh, the folks' house in Omaha, and we had supper, and we were sitting around afterwards and uh, just visiting a little bit. And my dad said, you know, I'm just tired. I'm going to go to bed. Why don't you and it's just, you guys visit with your mother, and, and I'll see you in the morning. And he went to bed, and the Lord spoke to me and said, now, now, you need to talk to your mom. I didn't want to talk, I mean, have any of you ever experienced talking to your mother about something that that she needs to work on? <laughs> it's not easy, but anyway, I finally, I just finally asked my mom. I said, uh, "Mom, are you still having any of those pains that you used to have, or you had, have had?" And she said, "Oh yeah." She said, "I have them every once in a while. And they're just awful. I just more than almost more than I can handle." I said oh mom I think you need to forgive grandpa you need to forgive your dad for what for the words that he used and the things that he said to you that made you feel so bad and she started crying she said well it's true he did he really hurt me and she went through the whole story again but I said mom you need to forgive dad grandpa you need to forgive your dad will you do that follow me in a prayer, and I let her in a prayer to forgive her dad. And he'd already passed away, and I don't know what the consequences were in, the, in heaven. I don't know what they all are, but I know this, that my mother was relieved right at that moment. And I'll finish the rest of that in a little bit, because there are consequences to forgiveness. And, um, so I, and I let her in a prayer that, uh, a part of it is something I've never heard anyone else talk about. And I'll cover that with you too because there, uh, we know there are side effects from unforgiveness. And there's a list, there are a list, uh, uh, there is a list of things, cardiovascular problems, there's blood pressure problems, scoliosis, rheumatism or arthritis, cancer, these other kinds of undefinable Pains, And then the New York Times quoted medical doctors saying that unforgiveness is just as harmful. Anger and grudges are equivalent to smoking, to obesity, high-fat diet, alcoholism, and those kinds of things. Can you imagine that? Physi- or, uh, physical science is saying, the doctors are saying, that hatefulness and anger and bitterness and unforgiveness can cause all kinds of physical problems now that doesn 't mean that every case of cancer is or every ailment is caused by unforgiveness, but it does mean that there can be con- serious consequences and there are serious consequences and uh, I would like to just cover briefly and uh, that unfor- or forgiveness is a mental decision. It's not a feeling. You're not going to feel, or I didn't feel, like uh, forgiving. I didn't feel like it. When I, and I'll, I'll explain some of that in a minute, too. But um, uh, it's, a, it's a conscious, mental decision. And, um, and maybe I'll just share with you uh, an a experience I had uh, some years ago. There was a fellow that I, he was on a board that I worked for, and he, for some reason or other, didn't like me and determined to, to get me fired from the job. And he did everything that he could, I, I think. He, he lied, he threatened people to go with him and all this kind of thing. And, and uh, I finally just threw up my hands and said, I'm out of here. And, uh, but I always had that feeling, and I knew that there was something wrong inside of me and I, I finally reached that point where like, I don't feel like forgiving this guy but uh, I make a mental decision I'm forgiving him I'm telling you Lord I, I forgive I'll call his name George that wasn't his real name but uh, and I'll say George I forgive you in the name of Jesus and I, I prayed that prayer um, and yet As time went by, months went by, and I'd see George. I'd see him at a gas station or see him someplace, and something inside me was like an iron glove that gripped my heart. And the points of that glove would just penetrate and hurt, and I hurt on the inside. And I kept asking the Lord, look, I've forgiven him. Why do I feel this way? And months went by, and in fact, years went by. And I went back to that same location, or that same area, and I saw George every once in a while, and uh, that same feeling would come over me. One day, the message came to me that George was hospitalized, and you know, the normal thing would be for me to think, well, God's going to get this thing squared away with him. Sure enough, and, but I couldn't, I couldn't even entertain that thought or those feelings. I went to my little office and I prayed this prayer. Lord, I've forgiven George. Help George to know you like I know you and protect him. Something happened in that prayer that helped me on the inside because the Lord had shown me that there are first of all, forgiveness is not condoning what other people do. Forgiveness is not condoning the actions or the illegal or the improper or the immoral or whatever actions that someone has done. And, uh, but we need to do just what the Bible says. And here's the part that I would like to mention to you that the Lord gave me, I felt like, and brought to my attention And I started reading through the scriptures about the different times that men and women had been involved in this thing called, this this venom that comes upon people. It's called unforgiveness. And in Genesis 26, chapter the 17th verse, uh, we find where after Abraham had gone to Egypt and lied about his wife being his sister, and Abimelech had uh, taken Sarah as one of his wives. And somehow all of the kingdoms, all of his wives and his animals and everything become sterile and could not bear, bear children. And God asked Abraham to pray for Abimelech. And this is the prayer, or this is the report on Genesis 20. Verse 17, Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his slave girls so that they could have children again. There was somebody that prayed for someone else's forgiveness too. Exodus 31 and 30, verse 31 and 32. Exodus chapter 32 and verses 31 and 32. So Moses went back To the Lord and said, You see, what had happened was that Moses came off the mountain and found that there were people worshiping golden the golden calf. God told Abraham, if you read the story and you probably already have, but God told Abraham, just get out of the way. I'm gonna wipe these despicable people off the face of the earth. They're worshiping idols instead of worshiping me. And you know what Abraham said. Oh, what a great sin these people have committed. They have made themselves gods of gold. But now, please forgive their sin. But if not, then blot me out of the book you have written. There was Abraham showing compassion for the people that he had just been instrumental in delivering from Egypt. But God was angry because they had gone back to the idol's They'd gone back to worshiping other things than him. So I see a consequence of Abraham's praying for forgiveness of someone else. I saw that when Abraham prayed for forgiveness of someone else. In Numbers, we find that the anger of the Lord burned against them. And... Uh, This is when Miriam and her brother Aaron were making fun of Moses. They said, look, who does he think he is anyhow? And they were making fun of him. And uh, the anger of the Lord burned burned against them, and he left them. When the cloud lifted from above the tent, there stood Miriam, leopardess like snow, Aaron turned toward her and saw that she had leprosy. And he said to Moses, Please, my Lord, do not hold this, against, this sin against them. We have so foolishly committed. Do not let her be like a stillborn infant coming from the mother's womb with its flesh half eaten away. So Moses cried out to the Lord. You see, here's another instance of a man interceding for someone else's sin and what they had done. And I heard just recently, and I've heard this many times in my life, and it's tr- it's true in part, and that is that when we have unforgiveness, forgiveness is for you, is for me. And it helps me to have the blockage and the poison gone from my life. But I had never thought of the person that committed the sin. Jesus said, woe to those that commit offenses. Woe to those. So they need to be forgiven too, don't they? And I know that in our state sometimes of feeling hurt and, and angry, we, we, it's hard for us to pray for the blessing on an enemy. Somebody that just did something to us that's despicable and yet we pray for them in a good way? It's, you know, I can, just like the disciples say, should we call fire down upon these people? No, 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 Jesus said, don't do that. Well, instead of being hateful and angry or even wishing evil or wishing bad things to come upon those who hurt us, the Bible shows us that we pray for them to be forgiven and that they would be blessed by the Lord wow that's a switch isn't it and I there's just so many examples of this job you know the story of job and I, I like the ending of it too where uh, job and you'll find this in the 42nd chapter and I won't go I won't read those to you but you remember how that uh, finally God said that Told the Job's friends, "You bring bulls and make sacrifices, and have Job pray for you." Well, he sure did. So these men, this is in the ninth verse. They did what the Lord told them, and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. They sinned against the Lord too. You know that, and according to the scripture, and uh, we find. Uh, again, and I, 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 this is going back to the fact that we don't have an option about forgiveness. Uh, when Jesus in Matthew the 6th chapter in the 14th, 15th verses, he said, for if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. In Mark eleven twenty five and 26. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him so that, that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Um, it doesn't sound like there's, we have too much of a choice, really. We really need to forgive. And if we don't, if if we have or have any of those feelings about someone, we need to quickly and, and, and immediately just forgive. And I think that most Christians, as we go along in life, we realize that there are offenses, like Jesus said, and that there, there comes a point in our lives where people are forgiven before they ever do anything to us. And when something happens, it's okay. God forgive them. And I've already forgiven them. And I think that becomes a natural thing for most Christian people. And those of us who have a hard time forgiving are going to suffer until we do. Really, we're going to suffer. And, uh, but Jesus said, uh, and you remember, on the cross, the last words of Jesus on Luke 23, verse, or chapter 23 and verse 34. Father, forgive them, for they do not what they are doing. They know not what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Jesus set an example for us. Even when he was dying, one of his last words that came from his mouth is, Father, forgive them, for they do not what they're doing. You know the story of of Stephen. He was being stoned. That's in Acts, the seventh chapter, in the 59th and 60th verse. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, forgive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. What happened? What happened? When we, what happens when we ask the Lord to forgive them? Um, I think that there are a number of things that happen. First of all, we are freed from bitterness and anger and that poison that would keep us from being the kind of a person that we should be and being in the fullness of the Spirit of God. We have uh, uh, opened up ourselves to... Obedience to the Word. We've opened up ourselves to fulfilling what God wants us to fulfill in our lives. And uh, because unforgiveness can be such a debilitating, it can be so destructive in our lives. We may not realize it at the time. And we may say, well, I can't forgive that. We need to. We have to. We really do. Okay? Okay. Um, I wanted to mention what happened with George. I had prayed for George to, be, to know the Lord as I knew him. And I hadn't had any contact with him for probably years. And here, about two weeks after I prayed that prayer, he showed up at our house with his wife. We had a charcoal drawing by a fairly famous artist of one of his relatives, or one of his wife's relatives. And he'd come with the excuse of seeing that piece of art. My wife happened to have made some brownies, and we had coffee and some brownies. George never said, forgive me, never said a word about it. But something hap- had happened. There was reconciliation. I didn't have that pain. I know that. And I believe that he came to my, our house with the full knowledge that it was going to be okay or he wouldn't have come. I should say this. It was only like three or four years later, a bit, well, several years later, uh, George passed away. And I went to his funeral. And uh, after the funeral, his son came to me and said, I think you'd like to know my father gave his life to Jesus three years ago. I think it's important. I know it's important that we forgive. We must forgive. And we must pray for those who may have hurt us or those who may have offended us in some way. Let's pray for them. And uh, I should say also that my mother never had another pain in her body. She died at 72 years old from pancreatic cancer. She had the uh, uh, treatments, uh, radiation or whatever they gave her, and they told her, we'll see you in six months, and it was that week that she passed away after she'd had all the treatments. And, um, but uh, she never had a pain, even on her deathbed. Uh, she called me, or I called her about a week before this all happened. She just was finishing up her treatments, and I, I, I called her uh, from several states away, and I said something about, how you doing, Mom? And she said, I'm doing okay. I'm just on one of the te- television programs worldwide, uh, audience, and he said, "Forgiveness is for you. It's not for them." And I tend to feel like, "Hey, it is for them. It's for us too, but it's for them too." And we need to pray for our enemy. Jesus said, "Pray for your enemies," and um, we, we need to do that. And as as you already know, there there are the, 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 the many miracles that have happened uh, that we and when we've prayed for people. And I remember this one couple. And uh, her two daughters and a son. So there were, what, five of them came to us and wanted prayer. And I had asked her. And the kids knew English so that we didn't need an interpreter. They could interpret for their mother. Her name was Esther, as I recall. Their father was an officer in the Indian Army in India. And uh, she came and said, oh, she said, I'm just having terrible pain. When did it start? Oh, it started some time ago. well, where is the pain? Well, sometimes it's here. Sometimes it's here. Sometimes it's there. Some, it's everywhere. And I, I'm just hurting so bad. And I asked her, and her kids all agreed. I said, has someone done something to you that you have a hard time forgiving? And the kids all, everybody else shook their head before she did. Yes, they have. And they, I didn't, it didn't make any difference to me what, what had happened. But she had been hurt, and she'd been offended. And I just led her in that same prayer and with the understanding that she needs to forgive those people and to pray for them. And she did. Now, I haven't, we haven't seen them since that time. But I know she was delivered because that's the way God works.